Testing one, two. Hello, Disney Dads family. Can you guys believe it? It only took 86 episodes to get those other two guys out of here. Jason and Mike are not here today. It's me, me and you. We're hanging out, and we're going to talk all things Disney. We're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, so excited. You know what? We're sitting there. We dropped the episode today, and I was getting these amazing texts coming in from the text machine. Absolutely love seeing all those. And guys, I tell you, it's just so much fun. But man, I'm missing those guys. It's really, really tough to uh, to be sitting here without them. This is the first time this has ever happened on the show that we've actually had two of the uh, of the hosts gone. You know, one of us has been gone every now and then, but to have two hosts gone, that's not normal. And uh, missing those guys, I'm ready for them to get back. They're having amazing vacations. I talked to them both today. You know, Mike's in Hawaii. Just, I, I mean, the pictures that are coming out of there are absolutely amazing. I cannot believe. What I'm seeing from Mike in Hawaii, he's visiting all these different islands. He was at a Kona today, and he went to the Kona factory where they make beer, and he was sending me, he said they have boiled peanuts, which, you know, being a Charleston, South Carolina kid, I love my boiled peanuts, and so, uh, so glad that he's having a good time. And Jason, you know, with a, with a very, very quick trip down to Disney, I mean, just from out of nowhere, he said, I'm going to Disney. And I'm like, dude, go have fun and enjoy it. And he's, man, he had hit me up today and was talking about some of the stuff he's got to experience, and I can't wait to get those guys back on the show and get them here to where they're really going to be able to talk about their trips and, you know, Mike about Alani. And, uh, and guys, I mean, it's just, it's hard, you know, when your best friends leave. And, and now, here we are, me and you. We're stuck with the show. So what are we going to do? What are we going to do tonight uh, as a Disney family? Well, of course, if I have my choice, I am going to take us to my favorite park. And that is to Epcot. I love Epcot. As a kid, my mom used to look at me and my mom used to go, we're going to Epcot today, and I would just, oh, why? I don't want to waste the day here. Why would we go to Epcot? It's learning. Ooh, all these kids are, if you're listening right now, I'm sure you're looking at your parents and you're like, exactly, exactly what he's saying. Guys, as you grow up, Epcot becomes such an amazing place because it's not only the experience of their cultures through food and drink and experience, it is so much more. And of course, now all these amazing attractions with Test Track, Soarin', Frozen, and we're getting Guardians of the Galaxy coming. Uh, to Epcot soon. So many great things. Oh, and who forget? Who can forget about Ratatouille? Ratatouille coming to uh, Epcot as well. So many amazing things coming to Epcot, and I'm so excited that they're really concentrating on this park as well. It hasn't just been forgotten. I'm I'm really happy about that. And if I was going to look at one person, I said, you know what? I don't want to do this whole show by myself. There's no way that the Disney family wants to hear my voice. For an entire hour, they would go absolutely crazy, and they would just turn us off. If there's one person I'm going to ask on the show, who would it be? Well, you know what? It's none other than our great, great friend from the Mickey Dudes podcast. You've heard him on multiple episodes of the Disney Dads podcast, our amazing friend, Joe Quattrochi. Joe, welcome to the show, brother. See, you got Justin, you got it right this time after how many times I've been on the show, right? <laughs> Dude, I told you before, the last time you were on the show, I told you that I have a picture, and I, every morning I wake up, and I look at it, and I go, good morning, Joe Quattrochi, it's good to see you today, and my wife goes, I'm leaving you, uh, that she just says it over and over again, uh, I'm out the door if you I'm, don't stop doing this, so I knew I would get I'm it right I'm glad that the times. homework I've assigned you uh, how many months ago has been paying off. No doubt, man. I'm glad I got, for you to have me on. Buddy, when, so all of a sudden I get this text from Jason, and it goes, yeah, I'm leaving out of town, and I go... 
Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, Mike's out of town that week too, so uh, you guys are trusting me with this. Have you are you, have you lost your minds? Um, but then I thought I I immediately texted him back. I was like, "Well, I'm gonna text Joe and I'm gonna get him on, and it's all gonna be awesome." So, uh, dude, I appreciate you being here, man. You you've you've come in multiple times. You're always an awesome guest, a great friend of the show. So, uh, thanks, man. Thanks for taking the time. No, it's like I'm the right hander coming out of the bullpen. Dude. I don't mind uh, coming in for uh, you know a longer leave for whatever you know. You're my Rivera. <laughs> could, you, could you go with like a Mets phrase? No, I, mean, I don't Mike know Tyler any Mets. Mets I don't know any Mets Mets <laughs> players, man. I'll, you know what I mean? Like the only thing I know that's even associated with the Mets is Jim Brewer because I'm a huge comedy fan, and uh, and I know Brewer's a massive massive Mets fan. I couldn't tell you one Mets player right now. If you said here's a thousand dollars, I could not tell you a Mets player. Robinson Cano. <laughs> oh yeah, I said Robinson Cano. You know, give me that money. Um, yeah, man. So how you been? You doing good? No, I mean, it's been good. It's been. Uh, a little busy just to fill you in like we were talking uh you know off air before we uh, started recording you know uh in the process of moving uh down to the uh, dc slash commonwealth of virginia for work so uh been uh cooped up at a hotel for a little bit but uh besides that you know it's springtime baseball's uh in the air golf season's in full spring so uh yeah i mean everything is everything's good besides that you know like I always say every day above ground is a good one. I was telling you a little bit before too that I know what that is like, like being in between. Because when I my old job, when I had when I like say I had a real job, I had I had a terrible job. Uh, I lived in a hotel, man, for ten months out of the year. I was constantly on the road. That's a weird lifestyle to get used to. If people have never done that, it's a weird lifestyle to kind of live in and out of hotels. Yeah, and the you know what the position I'm in right now is like I'm at an office and you know they're paying for me to stay in a hotel, so I got like a residence in. So it's funny when I go I go grocery shopping for the week. I got a full setup, you know, mm-hmm. you know yeah. microwave, you know, dishwasher, fridge, and everything. And yeah, I go to the store, I go to Wegmans whenever I get my groceries for the week because it gets really expensive going out to lunch and dinner every day, and that's also unhealthy too. And it's funny the look on people's faces. Guess they're only there for like a night. Maybe two nights they see me using the the bellhop cart with just like bags of groceries, <laughs> yeah. you know, going up to my yeah. room in the elevator. You know, they just don't get it. Like, hey, well, I've been here for sixty five days already. It's like, you know, I've got another thirty to go. You know, I, <laughs> so I it's completely def- get definitely it. a different life. But uh, you know, I actually call this the dorm. My wife gets a kick out of it. Like, hey, I'm going back to the dorm. Well, it's you know? it's one of those things too, where like you have to improvise things, and people don't realize that you become almost like a boy scout when you live in hotels. Uh, for as long as you and I have at times, I because my job was different than yours. <clears throat> yours, they're paying for you this, you know, decent hotel. Mine, we did trade outs, right? Mm-hmm. So I might go to Nashville and I would have an amazing suite and with a big living room and and I'm just just incredible. But then I might go to Cleveland and all of a sudden I would have I would be able to lay in bed and turn on the stove with one foot, open the door with the other foot, you know, pick out whatever I was wearing with the left hand all by not moving at all. Uh, but you become really, you become able to pretty much work your way through any scenario. Uh, if you don't have a fridge, all of a sudden your trash can becomes your fridge with ice in it, you know? Uh, so I've been there, man. It's it's a, it's a weird existence, but dude, I, my I, my microphone stand right now is uh, I have my portable mic with me because I know uh-huh. it's coming down here, and it's clipped to my uh, my hair gel bottle. <laughs> I swear to goodness, I don't have I don't have my pop filter or anything like that, but it's literally clipped to a hair gel nice. tube. I'll have to take a picture later and send it to you. <laughs> but you, say, you, got, you do what you do what you got to do, you know. What I mean? That's so, so that's so great, man. That's dude, and uh, like I said, I mean, there was one person that came to mind the second I knew. That we were doing this by ourselves. Uh, I gotta ask you before we jump into the episode: um, Do you have any Disney trips planned? Actually, uh, I'm going this Sunday. <laughs> oh, are you? Cool. 
Well, I'm just going for the night. Um, we have a, um, there's a, I'm sorry, Magic Kingdom annual pass holder night. Mm. So my wife and I just got a quick room at like a Marriott, you know, just uh, last minute we'll go for the day, stay for Magic Kingdom after hours. And then um, in the middle of May, I'm going down with some of the Mickey dudes uh, for like a little Mickey dudes weekend. A couple of the guys uh, are, you know, one of our co-hosts, Stephen Maxwell from Europe, he's coming in. Myself, Dave Koch, uh, Jeff Williams is coming in from Houston. Uh, and I think another uh, Mike is coming up from Miami. So we got a bunch of guys coming in. I think nice, I'm leaving man. somebody out. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Tim Schweska from Chicago is coming in. So a really quick weekend. Um, and then I have my big trip uh, in September with my wife. Uh, we're waitlisted at boulder ridge right now hopefully that'll come through if not we'll be at you know trusty old saratoga so uh got a couple things in the pipeline but you said with moving and stuff it's it's kind of crazy you know i haven't spent as much time in the parks as i've wanted to um and there's so much going on as well you know like with you know galaxy's edge coming Mm -hmm. online the epcot overhaul starting up it's it's like i want to get down and experience some of these things um but by the way i also am planning on being there for the last last illuminations night i already have that are you gonna do it cool yeah it's it's a monday night it's weird but i might do the monday night and just fly out early tuesday morning yeah you know i won't worry about the new show uh i'll see that another time but i definitely want to be there for the last uh so right now that's a tentative well i hope i hope you're planning on being there in july too because you know I do. Um, if I look at my calendar, I have your guys' uh, dates there. Dates are still blocked off as well. Uh, let's see. Maybe I, you know, my camera's not on. I can't show you, but yes, it is in there right now. So but very cool. Have- uh, well, awesome, man. Well, I tell you what. Do me a favor before we sit here, because here's the one good thing: when Jason and Mike leave, all the rules go out the window. We'll sit here and we will we will talk as long. As you and I, it is, you know, we're like two uh, little girls kicking our feet on, on the bed, just chatting about our days. But before we go too long, man, why don't you do me a favor? Why don't you count us down and bring us into the show? All right. Ready? And uh, let's get this uh, show started in three, two, one. Round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids sip. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. Just become best friends. Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. To infinity and beyond. There's a touch of madness around here. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Disney Dads Podcast. It's April 24th, 2019, and I am today not joined by my two brothers. I am joined by my other brother. We've adopted him. Love it. And my, yeah, exactly. That's... My good buddy Joe is joining me tonight, man. And we're going to have so much fun, dude, heading over to Epcot and uh, talking a little bit about Italy. Uh, man, I got to tell you, when you're the one that came up with this idea, I shot it out to you and I said, What's your favorite pavilion over at Epcot? And, and you said, Well, I said, first of all, I did say the land. I love the land. But I said, My heart is in World Showcase in Italy. And right. Obviously, I have an Italian last name. I have an Italian background. I love it when the Italian women that work there will always say, do you know what your last name means? And yes, I do know what it means. It means What's four, it mean? It means four eyes. Does it really? Yep. Are you blonde? Or do you wear glasses? I do. I wear everywhere. My family wears glasses. So. so it's true. It's very true. You know that has to come from somewhere. Like That has to be something to where uh, throughout history, the Quattrochis have just been known to walk into sides of buildings all over Italy You know, because they haven't been able to see. 
well, I'll tell you, bad eyesight is blessed in my family. So literally everybody wears glasses. So, and my wife is blind as a bat too. So I think when I married her or she married me, it took my name. Uh, <laughs> it just instantly eyesight. happened. And it's instantly happened because like so she can't see anything when she drives at night now. So like, where are your glasses? Um, I want I want, yeah, I want to ask you a little bit about, uh, your history with Epcot. And, uh, before we jump into Italy, uh, do you remember your first trip to Epcot? <sighs> You know, my first trip, I mean, I, I remember more of Future World than I do a World Showcase. Honestly. Yeah, that's me too. Same way. I mean, I, I remember going to, um, first of all, seeing Figment in the original Dreamfinder. Mm-hmm. And you know, I remember being in DreamWorks, going through the Rainbow Tunnel. I remember um, very vividly going to Exxon's Universe of Energy and getting the um, the comic books. I'm sure you've seen those online. They gave out like the comic books with like all about energy. Right. Uh, all that stuff. I remember getting those, but I don't remember a lot about World Showcase, which is kind of unfortunate because I think I spent more, you know, I would like to remember, remember it as a kid. Yeah, me too. You know? But I just, I don't, I don't know how much time we actually spent. You know, actually, I really should probably ask my mom how much time we really spent. I'm actually curious about that right now, but we actually have no home movies that like are like filmed in world showcase it's all like future world so well i think my one my one memory of world showcase when i was a kid was that i absolutely hated it like i you know like it would be the whole thing where you would go to the magic kingdom and then the next day you'd be like hey we're going to epcot and you would see all this cool stuff. you see figment you see dream fighter you see all this stuff um but then you would go around world showcase and i would just be oh this is awful what am i doing here <laughs> now it's my favorite part of disney uh i could just walk World Showcase. I could just walk a lapse, and I would be completely content with a Disney trip. Like I wouldn't yeah. even need to go anywhere else. Yeah, the World Showcase promenade. I mean, I've said it a lot of times on Mickey Dudes and a Resort Loopy. I said, you know, I love, I love Future World, and I love Frontierland at night. But honestly, being at night, I love walking the World Showcase promenade at night. There's so many of you know people I've met through the Disney podcast community that I've met up there with down there, and we just end up hanging out in in a world showcase, just walk in the promenade. And I don't even need to do it where I need to quote unquote drink around the world or get like right. hammered. Yeah, that's me too. I just, I don't, um, I just enjoy just the atmosphere. I love like the torches, the music. Um, there's just something about it. It's just very relaxing. Um, I feel like I'm not missing out on anything. Like when you're in a magic kingdom at night, right? right. You're walking through Frontierland, or if I, you feel like, should I be on a ride? Should I be on an attraction? Right. What's the line when you're a world showcase, you're kind of just like, you're taking in the ambiance. You're just happy to be in Disney world. You're happy to be in Epcot. And that's maybe one of the things that I like most about it. It's a place I don't feel rushed. I don't have a FOMO when I'm, you know, walking around the promenade. You know, I didn't know what FOMO meant until like a month ago. I have a lot of younger cousins, so uh. <laughs> <laughs> I had to look it up, man. That and uh, is it? Is it? Uh, oh man, there was another one that I completely just butchered. But I'll I'll, um, I'll leave that for no, someone else to make fun of me at a later date. The one is live your best life too. I've been hearing that all over the place now too. What's I'm showing one? my live your best life. I don't know that one. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm pushing forty, so I'm sort of yeah, showing so my age I. A little bit I'm now, lost. So. But I'm lost with all. You know what? It's funny, and uh, this is gonna be a complete sidetrack, and that's what I do. And those guys keep me on track, so they're gone, so we can do whatever we want. Um, I just bought tickets last night. Uh, we're gonna be arriving in Orlando July 11th, and I bought tickets to go see JoJo Siwa. Do you know who this is? I do not know who that is. So she's some Nickelodeon kid singer for my daughter to go see. Okay. I, I one I win Parent of the Year immediately for for doing this you know what i mean because we're coming to orlando a day early just so i can take her to this concert uh but i too i guarantee i'm gonna feel ex- so out of place uh but you know what i'll dance man i'm that dead i'll get into it i don't care um but anyway back to the show uh dude we're gonna talk a little bit about italy tonight 
the one thing that hits me when I walk into the Italian pavilion is just a sense of home, if that makes sense. It it seems like a very inviting pavilion compared to a lot of the other ones. Does that make any sense to you? No, I, I think so because I think first of all, I think it's what's laid out in the in the pavilion itself. There's no attractions there. The shops, right. the restaurants, those are the attractions. You know what I'm saying? Like when you you're not rushing to a ride. Everybody's just kind of hanging out, possibly waiting for their table for uh, Via Napoli or you know Tuto Gusto. You know, right. everybody's just kind of hanging out, having a drink. Um, the architecture's warm. Uh, I've never been to Italy. It's on my list to go. Uh, my wife has been. And, you know, she said, she goes, a lot of this is, you know, it's obviously a uh, forced perspective, you know, with right. the, with, you know, the architecture of the tower and stuff like that. But she's like, wow, this is actually really well done for somebody who's been to Venice and been to Rome. She, she likes it. So I think it, yeah, it, it has that authentic home, um, that home feeling where you're not feeling rushed and everybody's just hanging out and having a good time. I mean, that's, that's the way I take it. I think the whole thing too, is where you have almost a town square. Like that's the, that's the look you get as soon as you take that right or left, however you, you know, come into the pavilion. You have that town square feel to where everyone congregates. It reminds me a lot of the Italian homes I've been into. There's one big table. There's one big greeting place. You know, it's not, oh, you know, some people are over here. Some people are over there. Everyone congregates around the kitchen or congregates around the table. Um, and that's the way the pavilion is in Italy. You know, there's that one spot where everyone just kind of, like you said, kind of seems to sit and relax and no one seems to be in a hurry. And every time I walk in there, I, you know, and I think the music has a lot to do with it, I instantly just kind of take a deep breath and go, okay, you know, this is someplace I can spend some time and just relax and enjoy the architecture and enjoy the sights. Uh, it's it's such it's so well done. I I too have never been to Italy. I'll be there next year. We're doing the uh, we're doing the twelve night Mediterranean on the Magic. Oh, nice. And uh, so we'll be going to Italy. We go to peace. We go to peace. I mean, I gotta, I gotta get this right because I'm gonna say pizza. But my my southern uh, draw is gonna co- turn into pizza. You know what I mean? <laughs> and people are gonna uh, get me for it. We go to pizza. We go to we go to all these great places. Um, but we're we're gonna go experience this. It's one of those pavilions though that's just it's just perfect in every single way. Now now tell me if I'm wrong. Like I think part of it is everybody everybody's relaxing. Everybody's usually full from their meal. Yeah, hundred percent. But yep. when you go there, you have a drink. There's plenty of places to get a glass of wine. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe France would be similar, but even France, I don't think has the thing. I think Italy just has that more inviting feeling. We just gonna sit down and have a glass of wine and, and relax. I mean, I think a lot of the other pavilions, like you know, Mexico, you're you're doing margaritas, or you're you're in uh, La Cava, where like the line is crazy, you know, or you're in you know beer garden, and you're down in heavy beers. But Italy's got like that. You know, let's have a nice glass of wine, a little vino. Uh, relax. I mean, it's just got that. It's got a different vibe than the other than the other pavilions do. I mean, it's it's just. I don't know what it is. It just. It, you're right. It does have a different feeling when you walk in there compared to the craziness or you know uh, or the you know the rush of going to an attraction the other the pavilions have. Let me ask you this: Do you think it has something to do with the size of the pavilion? It, it's it's. Okay, I, I'm not 100 percent sure this, but it's got to be one of the smallest. The I think. I, oh, I 100 percent think so. I mean, you got you got to think of what's there, and if you look at an overhead map, I mean, it's tiny, and you compared it to France. Whenever you look at France, that's a that's actually a pretty large pavilion. Oh, France is huge. I mean, like I got you, there's so many. You go to the back of France, and there's like all like the 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 is it the patisserie in the back? I always get those. Yep, yep, from, yep, yep, yep. I mean, it's just I mean the the average Disney fan probably walks by, doesn't even know it's even there. I mean, so I have to go out of my way to go to the back of France. You don't really have that problem in Italy. I mean, you kind of walk by it, and you see the rear of 
the pavilion would be in Napoli, which is the rear of, of Italy. So it's it's not a huge pavilion. Um, and just wait until the rumored Brazil opens up in the pad next to it. It'll be even crazier. <laughs> so let's, let's let's go down this rabbit hole real quick. What's your take on expanding World Showcase? Uh, I, I I have no problem with it. If if it is Brazil, I would like. To, I was really hoping for Australia. Okay. I was yeah. I was really hoping for Australia. I mean, I think there's a lot of things you could have done with having the Opera House on the World Showcase Lagoon, kind of like they have in Sydney. Um, oh wow, that's a cool. That's a cool. Yeah, that would yeah. have been really cool. I mean, I don't know how it would, it would work with the you know with the new nighttime shows and stuff, but that's what I was kind of hoping for. Um, I know, but obviously there's a large Brazilian contingent that visits Walt Disney World, so I'm sure that's part of the reason that went into that. Um, but I don't think it's a problem as long as it's not, I mean, I don't like the way they're going to take out the German train if this does happen. I think that right. little village is fantastic. Hopefully they will find somewhere to put that. Um, but I don't have a problem with it as long as it's just, it's, um, you know, it's, it's done nicely and it fits in nicely, which I think they're going to do because I think these pads are pretty laid out. Um, you know, so it's not like they're going to go crazy and make it like obscene. It's, they're going to, they're going to make it fit in. I think so. I, I, don't have a, I don't have a problem with that. I agree. I, I'm not a person who dislikes change at Disney. I, I think that you have to change with the times and I think growth is good. And I think anytime that Epcot's getting love, I mean, you've seen guardians, you've seen Ratatouille, then it's a great thing. I would like to see a larger expansion than just one pavilion. I mean, they have the room for it. Let's do it. You know what I mean? Go behind it. You know, the, I mean, let's talk a little bit about Italy. I mean, the original uh, idea for the pavilion called for an expansion that was, in quotations, phase two, yep. you know, of the construction. And uh, this expansion, I mean, you're talking, you're going to get a dark ride in the pavilion. Yeah. And, and if uh, our, your listeners are, are out there wondering, what, what was that? Uh, when you're sitting in Viennapoli uh, having your pizza, that's where <laughs> that's where yeah. your dark ride was going to be. Um, for a while, I guess, uh, I don't remember it as a kid, but, you know, according to some of the research and you know, I, re- I do a lot of reading too, that, you know, it was blocked off for a long time until they decided to, you know, the Patina group came in and, you know, the Patina group obviously did run, uh, Tudor Gusto and they, they run, right. uh, obviously via Napoli and they decided to put a restaurant there, which obviously has been very successful. Um, but that's where the original dark ride was supposed to be. So there's really nothing back there. And then they decided to make it into a restaurant and which has been, it's probably the, you think of Italy, that's what you think of as via Napoli. I mean, yeah. I think a lot of the, which is funny because growing up, um, the, the, the memories that I do remember of, of Epcot is going to Alfredo's. That was a, Ristorante Alfredo was a staple in our family's rotation when we went, you know, to dinner. We still talk about it. Really? Okay. Um, I don't it, think I've ever eaten there. Uh, it was, you know, it was supposedly based on after the, you know, the people, the guy who invented a fettuccine Alfredo, or I, th- okay. I believe it's something like that. And it was, it was similar in design. I mean, I believe they redid it, um, but it was there from, from the opening to, I think, 2000 and was it 2012? I think it closed 2011. Gotcha. And when, uh, when Tito Gusto came in, I was kind of sad, but that's what I remember was always, we always had Alfredo's on our, our, uh, rotation. Um, so I was kind of sad to see that go, but Tudo Gusto is—I've eaten it once since then, and it's—it's it's pretty good. But it's—you kind of always miss. I, mean, I always—I'm—I'm I'm a very reminiscent person, and I always right. miss—you know—miss Alfredo's. But, uh, you know but yeah, I probably have eaten there because I mean I've been going to Disney since 1985, and yeah, me, me too. Uh, you I know. think 80-45 was my first trip. What if so. we're in the same picture together? Wouldn't that be awesome? Probably, we're probably in a home movie somewhere. You know what I mean? You, you see, <laughs> you see, you see, see little Justin back there in the background. Um, the thing I like about this pavilion too, and you know, talking about the restaurants and everything, is you know when you think about 
Italy, you think about a few key cities, you know, you think Rome, mostly, you know, uh, any, but you think Venice and, and really this pavilion is really based on Venice. And I like that they went that route and you get that, that really key, uh, Venice feel before you even enter the true pavilion with the gondola sitting out on the waterways and the archways and, and all that. And I have to say, that's one of the best places to see not only fireworks, but also there's always amazing photo opportunities out there too. Do you always do you ever take a, a journey over there? Because there's not that many people that head out that way. No, usually um, we've kind of ventured back there for illuminations. Uh, it's kind of an underrated spot. Um, I think some people maybe get I don't want to say lazy, but they'll hang. They'll try to get the fast passes right. They'll hang in Mexico. They'll hang in you know the UK or Canada because they also want to maybe in France. They'll make their way to the exits as well. Right. You just kind of if you commit yourself and kind of head to the back, you can maybe find a little bit of a better spot. Maybe not as crowded on certain nights. Uh, but yeah, but speaking of the architecture, I mean, my wife. I said she went you know, the first time that I went with her. You know, I don't think she really took notice of these things when she didn't go to Disney. Without you know, when she goes with me, she you know, I, we point out everything, and she's like, oh, she goes, that's you know, Saint Mark's Bell Tower, and she's like, seeing all these things, and I'm like, okay, you know, like I I know I've heard of it. And she's like, oh, it mm-hmm. looks really good. It's a really good replica, and I agree. I, they put that bell tower like up front. It's not like you know the. Uh, uh, the Eiffel Tower in France, which is all the way in the back, right. they put it up front. So they, they did a good job of bringing it, you know, towards you, so you could see it. It immerses you immediately when you get there. Um, you know, obviously the um, also too, they have the uh, the the fountain there. Um, you know, everybody gets their picture right, right, taken yeah. in front yeah. of. Um, so I mean, um, I think that's the um, what's supposed to be uh, the Neptune fountain. It's uh, yeah, yeah, Rome's correct, trivia yeah. fountain. Yeah, correct. Yes, I yep. mean so. Uh, some of, some of them I don't know exactly what what they are, but you know people always are getting a picture taken in front of there. So uh, I mean, yeah, they do a really good job with that. And it's but I'm saying go back to the original point. It's a great spot. I don't think a lot of people go back there when they should. You know, next time you're you're back in uh, Epcot, you know, if somebody's listening to this, go take a walk back by Italy. You know, because also too, there's nothing next to Italy. Right. I mean, so it's like there's a little bit of a gap before Germany starts. So there might be a little bit more room to watch illuminations while before it ends. So. Well, one of those things too is there's typically a photo pass photographer right there. So if you'll go back there, you can get some really cool shots because there's not a long line of people waiting to get their picture done, and he'll take your time. You know, he'll take your time with you, and you've got Spaceship Earth in the background, things like that. The gondolas are in the water too. Gondolas right there. in the water right there. Uh, there was a combo photo. There was one time uh, for food and wine. You, uh, we do the hidden like Remy's hidden. Like all the stuff for the festivals where, you you know, for the kids, you go around, you find the hidden stuff. And at the end, you get a little gift. They put one of the Remy's down in the gondola. And, you know, you're looking all over this pavilion for this Remy. And uh, we finally found him. It's just like, it, it's like, come on. Some guy, it's almost like a uh, somebody who places a, a pin placement on a golf course right on a ridge. It's like, yeah, all right, it's, now you're on, just, you, you just had a bad morning and you're just trying to get, make everybody else have a bad morning too. Yeah, you're just trying to make like six and get out of there, right? Right, <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, but the cool part too is like you look up and you realize that a lot of the statues and a, a lot of the um, architecture is not a facade. It's real. Like when you look at the Gabriel, the archangel, um, he's actually covered in real gold. Oh, which see, is, I didn't know that. Yeah. And, Disney, it's the same premise as Cinderella Castle, too. There's certain parts of Cinderella Castle that are covered in actual gold. And here's why they did it. They did that for the fact of when they started construction, they realized it was cheaper to do it in gold than to constantly have to maintain it because of weather and the color change that would happen if they didn't. 
So so it's plated in gold. So some of these things you see, uh, I mean, they have they have real value to them. Now, this doesn't have any real value, but this is actually one of my favorite things. And I don't know if I'm jumping the gun with this or not. No, go ahead. Yeah. Since, since, we're, since we're talking about, you know, architecture and this and that, because that's really, like we said, the architecture, the dining and the shopping are the attractions of the Italian right. pavilion. But my favorite thing in Italy, believe it or not, is if you look at the right hand, you walk it into the square and you look at the right hand side, there is the Via Napoli drink cart. That is being pulled yeah. by the don. That's being pulled by the donkey, uh-huh. and I just think that's so cool that like it's like this like <laughs> fake donkey sitting there, and it's like it's just something you don't see in World Showcase. Like you right. don't see a giant like facade of an animal pulling. Man, pulling now a cart. you say that, you know what? You're right. I just you don't I love do it. I've taken, I've taken pictures in front of it. Like it's just it's really cool. It's there's a bunch of flowers around it and stuff, and I bet you people have walked by it and not even realized it. But next time people go to, to the Italian pavilion, look to the right, <laughs> you'll see the donkey there. And I just for some reason I love the donkey. I don't I wonder know why. If, I wonder if sorry to cut you off. I wonder if no. that's the only animal facade in Epcot. I can't I can't think that's of not any. an audio animatronic. Because you get audio animatronics like on the land, like at uh, um, in the land, and you get it, you know. All, but I wonder if that's the only one. Yeah, it's just just sitting there still, you know. It's just not moving. It's just there. So I don't know, but it's it's just I love it. I don't. I like donkeys for some reason. So we might have just thrown something out there. No one's ever talked about it on Disney I, I, on any I, I, Disney podcast. I don't I like think it. I've ever heard anybody talk about the donkey on a uh, on a Disney podcast before. So. You know what's great too is oftentimes I lean on him. Uh, with my nice glass of wine, as my kid does Kid Cot, because Kid Cot is right there. Kid Cot is right next door. That's correct. Yep. Yeah, and uh, so we'll sit there, and, and she'll color on Kid Cot, and and uh, have that that time to herself. Uh, Joe, I, I want to get a little bit into food, and the reason I want to get into food is because you are a true New Jersey, New York guy. You know pizza. You know Italian. You know quality Italian food, right? I mean, I think people from Chicago are gonna dis- are gonna take notice. They think their pizza is better than the New York, New Jersey pizza. But Listen, besides, I, that- <laughs> I don't like deep dish pizza personally. I've never I, said that on the show. I've always stayed uh, neutral on the whole thing. But I don't. I'm not a big deep dish guy. So you know, I'll, I'll go New York on this one. All right, we appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Um, right now, Dan Rossi somewhere. One of our great Disney family family is uh, just screaming at the top of his lungs. Um, he, uh, but I want to talk a little bit about it because. The one thing that's really, really tough to find in Central Florida is good pizza. That's true. Now, I want to talk a little bit about the pizza that you find here because it's you find pizza here that you really don't find anywhere else. Am I correct? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, like the way they, the way they use like the the, the brick ovens or the wood fired ovens. I mean, right. I guess you could say. That. I mean, I've been on record saying I don't know if I've said on this show, but I've definitely said on the Mickey Dudes on Resort Loop. I am not a huge fan of the Viennapoli pizza. Okay, I think it's a little overrated. However, I think that compared to the rest of the country, it's good pizza. Yeah, I think that in New York and New Jersey and even parts of Connecticut, uh, even even just parts of Pennsylvania that have like really good pizza but you know pizza is one of those things it's like chinese food everybody thinks their own chinese joint is has the best chinese food <laughs> right yeah exactly <laughs> you know yep. so like i i mean i think that my chinese joint down the street is the best chinese food ever and i think the chinese food in epcot is eh. yeah so it's but i mean um but yeah i mean yeah central florida it's not the best place now if you go to south florida there's some really pretty good spots because there's a lot of transplants you get gotcha. a lot of new yorkers and new jersey jerseyans down there um but i will say this viennapoli what they do is um I've read that they uh, do import the water from PA. That's what I heard and, too. Yeah. And that's, and that's one of the things that if you ever go to a, a good bagel store or a good bakery uh, down in the South, 
um, they always say they import the water from up north. There's just something about the the, the northern water. And they, you know, of course, of course with Viennapoli, they're saying that the water in Pennsylvania kind of mimics the water. I guess the the the, the purities that are in it or whatever is closest to what they have in Italy. I guess. Gotcha. So I give them credit for that. I mean, that they actually go above and beyond to do that. Um, I mean, the pizza's good. I mean, I, I don't, for me, I don't make an ADR and go out of my way for it. No, um, us either. Yeah, same thing. You know, but I think it's some of the better pizza on property. Um, obviously, that's why it's so popular because um, it's easy for your kids to eat and stuff. Uh, they have a nice selection. They uh, do. It takes, yeah. It takes a long time, though, man. Give yourself some time if you go to Vietnam, because you ain't getting served anytime, you know soon so well the one the one good thing about that spot too is the atmosphere like if i'm gonna eat there it's more for the atmosphere than for the food i can get really good quality italian and you you know you said something perfectly about the water have you ever noticed that the water in epcot tastes better than the water in the magic kingdom yeah well i i usually just drink the bottled water and i usually oh do you but um, hey, I don't know why. I mean, is there? Oh, I'm I'm Mister. I am Mister. Go and get five or six uh, uh, free waters from from quick service restaurants. <laughs> that is this guy, and I'll fill my cup up. I don't know why either. It's very strange. the The water at Epcot is delicious. The water at Magic Kingdom is oh my gosh, it's terrible. Yeah, I, don't I don't know if know. it's just you, you know what's funny though. It, so in where our place is in Florida, we had a place right. Daytona Beach, and we had we had no problems with the water there. We just bought our place in Ormond Beach, which is the next town north of Daytona, and our water is absolutely gross. Really? It's, okay. it's probably about a 10-minute drive north. Um, so put that in perspective of Magic Kingdom versus Epcot. I know Disney kind of is self-contained, and they have their own water treatment systems and all that stuff. But who knows? Maybe where the water is coming from, that difference – the water might be a little bit better closer to Epcot than the Magic Kingdom. But, I mean, everybody knows Central Florida water is not very good. Or Florida water is not very good in general. But it could be something as simple as that. That's the first thing when you said that that came in my head was, okay, I was 10 minutes in Daytona. Had right. no problem with the water. Go up to Ormond, buy, you know, buy a new house, and it's like I'm putting in water softeners and filters and stuff. So they, I'm, um, I'm telling it, you, I, I, challenge, I challenge all our Disney family. Next time you're at Disney, don't do the Beverly Challenge. Do the uh, – do the challenge of the waters and try them and see. Let me know what you think because there really is a difference between what park you're in and how the water tastes. Um, do, you have, do you have a favorite spot in Epcot? Yeah, uh, Electric Umbrella. Okay. Yeah, that's that's my spot for water. Uh, unfortunately, that's going away with the demolition know, of. It. So hopefully, hopefully the pipes will stay good for you. So <laughs> whatever you put there. That's my spot to get water, man. That's where I go. Uh, the one good thing about Viennapoli, it's been a while since we've eaten there. Um, we Like I said, it's not a go-to for us. The one good thing about Epcot is it's a food park. I mean, you've got so many great ADRs you can choose from that Viennapoli slides way down our list. Uh, but whenever you walk in and you see those wood uh, the the wood burning ovens the the they're just amazing and the fact that they all have faces you know and they're all meant to be uh what's the word I want to use they're, they're all they're, meant to, they're symbolic of the the, the volcanoes gods. yeah volcanoes correct yes yeah. Etna Vesuvius and Stromboli Stromboli uh, not to be confused with the uh with the delica- the delicacy of Stromboli so right right or, or for the Pinocchio the bad guy in Pinocchio correct right yeah yeah oh is that what you said. No, I said Stromboli, but yeah, yeah, not, to be, yeah. not to be confused with the Stromboli, you know, the, the ham and the, the ricotta and the mozzarella inside. So oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I love the fact that they go into that detail uh, of all that. Um, I have to ask you, have you eaten at, you said you go to Tutto Gusto quite a bit to get your wine. Um, do you eat at Tutto Italia very often? 
Um, we've eaten there once since it changed over. However, we find ourselves um, more at Tuto Gusto, having a glass of wine and ordering off the menu there. It's great. I mean, it's, uh, you, you can't beat it. My wife is more of the wine kind of store than I am. I'll have a glass of red. You could ask me Merlot, Cab. I mean, I don't. You could give me a hundred dollar glass, or if I wouldn't know the difference. Honestly, I don't. I have no palate. Uh, no. But you know, but if you pair it with like a nice charcuterie board or charcuterie, charcuterie. board, you wanna, yeah, you yeah. could. Yeah. <laughs> everyone to pronounce it. You know, people potato potato, right? Um, yeah, give me a nice glass of wine with, with that. I'll just ask for a recommendation, and we'll we'll actually do that. And have like small bites, um, and I think that 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 place is actually very uh, underrated for a spot, you know, is, is the wine cellar. I mean, it's just, it's just such a cool, and I think Disney's seeing the value in that. And you're starting to see more places like that pop up. I think you're going to see more small bites, top of size. And you're seeing that in Disney Springs, like wine bar, George. It's amazing. Like, yep. Yeah. I mean, it's there. I mean, this would have been successful 10 years ago, but they're, they're catching on now. I mean, it, it's just, it's one of those places. If I don't have to plan ahead and the fact that like, if you and I go to Epcot and we can go, Oh, you know what? Let's just stop in real quick. It's perfect. I mean, it's it's the perfect uh, example of how to do Disney for locals. Do you think this is more? Do you think they gear these more towards locals than they do towards uh, people that have planned their vacation six months in advance? I I think so because number one, I don't think and don't quote me on this. I, mean, I should have looked this up. I don't think there's ADRs for this. There's so not. I think no, 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 there's not. So, there's so not. you just yeah. so you just kind of pop in a quick glass of wine. You know, you could. You know, you want you know what you want to try something different. Have some small bar bites. I mean, the people that are going to be going to Via Napoli or going to Tudo Italia, they're making their ADRs, especially Via Napoli. They're making their ADRs, you know, six months out. You know, what I'm saying like that is geared towards the vacationer. I mean, yes, you will find some ADRs last minute, but they might not be at the times that you want. But I, I definitely agree. This is for the I'm strolling around on a Thursday or Friday night. I want to grab a quick glass of wine, or like let's just go in the park for a little bit. It's a nice night out, and oh, we'll have a glass of wine and. Yeah, you drop 50, 60 bucks, but whatever. And, you know, that, that that's your snack or your, your dinner for the evening. I definitely think that's geared towards it. And as a quasi-local, because I do do the long trips, but I'm not there all the time, I notice my wife and I, you know, Jen, we just, we do these things. We'll go and pop into a wine bar, George. We'll pop into, you know, a Tuto Gusto for something small because we might not want to eat something totally heavy and sit there for an hour. We might just want to be there for 25 minutes, maybe a half hour tops. So uh, I definitely, I'm definitely on board with that uh you know what you're saying is that yeah, definitely maybe for more towards the short term or locals. Well, when you look at you look at like places like La Cava, who was kind of at the forefront of all this, you know, to a place where it's small, it's little, they don't take uh, any type of reservations, and you just pop in, get your drink, and you pop out. You know, it's it's the perfect experience for uh, not just locals, but anyone at Disney. Uh, I, I I can't beat it. Now let me ask you this because we're we're getting into it. Have you ever shopped in the Italian Pavilion? You know, I, I've walked through it. Um, I've walked through it more because my wife wanted to look at the wines for sale. <laughs> like we did. Okay. Yeah. Wine. But they have some really cool merch in there. Um, you know, and you just you mentioned Pinocchio before. They have a lot of like the Pinocchio merchandise in there. They have a lot of like uh, the Mickey shirts with like the Ciao Bella on it and all the different like Italian sayings. And they have some cool things in there. I mean, they have the one store I remember. The last trip we like pop, we were just kind of like neandering around and like they had a bunch of different masks and stuff. And I was just like, this is kind of weird stuff. But like it was a shop that had like these kind of like masquerade kind of masks. The Venetian and, mask. Yeah. yeah and, I, and I was just like, OK, like I said, I don't. OK, I'm an Italian American. I get that. But like, I don't think I fully understand the culture not right. having visited Italy. And I think if I were to go and see it, I'm like, oh, I get that now. And uh, but they had these really expensive masks for sale. They were like, you know, anywhere from like 100 bucks to like 
500 yeah they're expensive crazy crazy expensive but beautiful and if you wanted to decorate your home with them you could they have some very interesting stuff in there and i think it's kind of cool because that's what epcot was it was supposed to be like not everything has to be like mini mickey mouse ears you know and right, exactly. park stuff they actually have some legitimate italian stuff in there. So that's why i think even people love mitsukoshi over in J- japan it's all like legitimate japanese merchandise right. so yeah i mean we've walked through there i haven't really bought a ton but um Definitely looked at the wine more than anything else, but I have noticed some of the other merchandise in there. Well, let me ask you this, because we're starting to see a takeover is a strong word, but I'm going to use it because I can't think of anything else. A takeover of France with Ratatouille coming in. That's a you know a, a Disney property coming in. Mm-hmm. Would you be disappointed to see something like that happen? Now, we talked a little bit about with Italy, you know, they had a dark ride. You were going to ride a gondola. Now, you know, in Italy too, every t- when you ride a gondola and you pass under a bridge, you're supposed to kiss. So, um, you got to make sure you're riding that with somebody <laughs> that you want to kiss. Uh, but would you be disappointed if they brought in, uh, an attraction that wasn't strictly based on Italy to one of these pavilions? Unless let's just get away from Italy. Uh, let's say like a Mulan to China or something like that. I mean, you, you know, like it's, I kind of miss the the imagineering, the original ideas that yeah. like that came with Epcot. You know, like I understand it's IP driven; it's about money. I understand that. Um, I think with Italy, maybe not so much because they're not taking away a ride that was there. Like for example, when Maelstrom was there. People, there was a right. big Maelstrom following, even though they yeah, had lines. I mean, people love Maelstrom, and the fact that you know it's they took it out. You know, they didn't add just Frozen to Maelstrom; they could have like a separate attraction. So if they were to add something to Italy, they're not taking anything away. So as long as it doesn't dominate it, I'm fine with it. But I don't want everything turning into an IP everywhere. But I do miss the original content, like you know, the O Canada film. Uh, like I said, Maelstrom was original. The original uh, boat ride in uh, Mexico. I, f- I forgot what it was called. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like that. I don't want. I miss the the imagine, I get it. original yeah. imagineering. Yeah, I'm the so. same way. I'm 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 the same way too with future. I mean, like I don't want. Epcot to just turn into IP central. Like I don't want them to just because it seems like it's it random now. Six Flags. It turns into well, a Six Flags where they just they just they post their the other like Warner Brothers and everything. They just you know I don't know. Don't get me wrong, man. I I'm really excited about Guardians. That uh, should that's phenomenal. That should not be an Epcot. Like it it put that over Hollywood Studios. Let it have its space. But I mean. Epcot was meant to, when you look back at Walt's original idea of what Epcot was, I mean, it's a working city, you know, and of course that changes and I understand that, but the way they changed it to become like a constant place of learning, you know, and a constant place of growing society and growing like who we are as people, I, I just hope they stick with that for World Showcase. And I think a lot of the classic attractions of Walt Disney World were original ideas, that oh, they were. From. Yeah, they were. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I, I agree. I don't want to see Epcot turn into, like I said, I mean, I, I understand future world is a very loose term because there's really nothing futuristic about it. You know what I'm saying? Right. But um, the way it's changing. Um, but yeah, I want to see some still some original ideas. I'm hoping that Play Pavilion will have some original yeah, things in there. Yeah, that would be cool. Who, yeah. who knows what they're going to do with that? But I agree. I just hope that world showcases and turn into. Uh, every country has that IP theme of, from a Disney movie that was filmed somewhere else. Like, you know, it's, I completely agree. I, I mean, I, I mean, I honestly, I mean, I don't know what the origins of like Aladdin are, but if the kingdom of Morocco didn't have such a big influence on the Moroccan pavilion, who knows they would have thrown Aladdin in there. And I don't even know if that's even culturally proper because 
I don't right. know if that, that was even the same part of the world. I mean, but well, like, oh, they, it's, you know, they've kind of already Middle done East, it. So. You know what I mean? I mean, you can meet you meet Aladdin and you meet Jasmine in Morocco now. Well, I'm, t- um, I'm talking about like, like an actual like, like an actual attraction. attraction. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so I mean, that's you know, it's interesting, man. It's 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 gonna be interesting to see how because Disney's turning over um, generations. You know, it, it's it's. We're turning into those old men, Joe, where we're just going, know, it's... back in my day, Epcot back was Back in a... the late 80s. <laughs> <laughs> Epcot was a place of learning and not fun. Um, but, dude, it's it's one of those places where it, it can be so much for our generation and for future generations, too. You don't ha- There's a compromise in the middle that we can meet to where it doesn't have to be all IPs, but it can also uh, be a few and still keep its true sense of uh, what it's what it's meant to be from the beginning. I mean, I think with the Italy Pavilion, though, um, I mean, I don't think we'll have to, I mean, from my un, you know, I don't have any sources, but I don't think, think there's any room. So I don't think I don't for think Italy so you have to yeah. worry about that. Uh, however, you know, I think they'll be focusing more on, like, building Brazil. And then I don't know how many pads they have left, but I'm sure they'll have plenty with the finishing up Rat- Rat- Ratatouille, pronouncing mm-hmm. it properly. That took up a whole and, pad, pretty much. Yeah, and then also, um, you know, eventually building Brazil. I mean, I think it'll be years before they even try to mess with the existing pavilions, but uh, I think Italy, I believe is safe. You'll just see some different, maybe some different restaurants rotated in and out possibly, but although I, I don't com- see Viennapoli going anywhere. I think it's that successful that it's, it's a gold mine. I completely agree. I mean, it's always full. There's always people there. I want to talk about one more thing before sure. we, uh, before we finish up with Italy. And that is, uh, have you ever seen Sergio, the comedic juggler? Uh, I've heard about him. I've never seen him. You know, I He's probably have walked awesome. by him and like never, you know, just never paid attention yeah. to it, but um, I have heard of him. Though I've read on touring plans about him. Yeah, he's 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 absolutely amazing. Uh, I love the fact that he doesn't speak; he only uses a whistle, and as he's juggling, and that's exactly what I want to do with my kid whenever she's doing homework. Just use a whistle <laughs> at her. Uh, do, here's what I really recommend to the Disney family out there: go and spend time watching these performers. They're they're amazing. They really take you into what the culture is with their act. Uh, one of the things you can do during um like christmas time as we go and we set we took riley out of school this year and we went and we took one whole day we didn't ride one attraction took one whole day around world showcase and we experienced the the culture holiday culture in every single pavilion uh and let her see that so like in italy we went and we sat with la bafana and let her hear the story of christmas in italy you know how the la bafana the witch you know, um, how, how she spreads Christmas joy around Italy. Take the time. I mean, th- those, those are ways that you can, you can learn about these cultures and then you can, whenever you get the chance and you get to go to Italy, you know what? You're already a step ahead. You know what I mean? You can have those moments. It, it really is amazing that in Epcot, you can spend one evening, you can teach your kids or even you yourself can learn so much about so many different cultures around the world. And speaking of, you know, cultures, Justin, like you said, the one thing I think people don't do enough of it, I do this all the time. And my wife is, my wife is more the introvert. Obviously I'm the extrovert. I'm all, you know, I'm on these podcasts. I, I, I talk to anybody, right. You know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't bother me. Right. Talk to the cast members. Yes. Look yes. At, look at where they're from. A lot of them are younger people. They're on, you know, J or Q visas, you know, they're exchange visitors here and they're here for a certain amount of time and they're part of the, the college pro international college program. 
you know, talk to them, ask them where they're from. Like a lot of times, like when I'm paying for things, whatever, in the Italian pavilion, like for at like, you know, uh, Via Napoli for dinner or for Tudo Gusto, they see my last name, oh, Quattrochi, you know, and I say, oh, where, where, where are you from? I say, oh, I'm from Jersey originally, but my family is from Sicily. They're like, oh, we're in Sicily. Oh, they're from Catania. Oh, I know, yeah, I'm from Sicily too. And, and you get talking about it, like, they love to talk about where they're from. And, you know, they all speak English. You know, that's part of the requirement from the community or speak fairly well, good, you know, well English. Um, although I can't even speak English, but uh, <laughs> you know, you know I, I mean? was like, questioning it right now. I was going, hold on a second. Is he, am I, I, is he okay? I, I can't even, right. But, uh, you know, talk, talk to these cast members. I mean, like they want to talk about where they're from and, you know, even, you know, it might be a 30 second stupid conversation. Like they will gladly tell you anything you want to know, ask questions about the language or what does that mean there? Or what does this mean? Like take advantage of that because, I mean, if you go to Italy and you try to talk to a stranger in the street, they'll probably look at you. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. You know, yeah, talk back to you, you know. So, uh, you know, take advantage of that. I mean, they'll more than happy. I do it all the time. It drives my wife nuts. Well, she's like, oh my gosh, she's like, she gets so embarrassed. Like, one of the things it. we talk about, man, all the time is talk to cast members. Like, talk to cast members, whether it be at Epcot, Magic Kingdom. If you just walk up and say, "How's your day?" You're going to be amazed at the amount of Disney magic that'll be thrown your way. Uh, it's it really is amazing if you will just initiate conversation because so many times throughout the day they've got where is this I need this I'm the, you know if you They're just say abused. hey how, how's you? Yeah, they are how's your day you'll be amazed I mean what what they'll do for you it really is incredible yeah and, and that, that's part of the biggest learning experience it's not just about always seeing an attraction or, or like doing something like go and talk to these people I mean I mean how many times that like you know, during food and wine, they've got like double the cast members working because of the booths. And I've yep. had so many conversations and my wife like start punching me. You know, I, I fall in love a few times while I was talking to some of the, you know, the Italian <laughs> ladies. <laughs> She's like, get over here. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm just, you know, I got a trick in my hand. I'm like, Hey, how you doing? You know, like, yeah. so, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, have a good time. Talk to them. You know, they love it. There's so many amazing things, Joe at Epcot for us to experience. Uh, but before we do some of our favorite things that we do every week, Let's take a second to hear from our sponsors. Jamie, can you think of a better time than right now to go to Walt Disney World? With so many unique and exciting things for you to discover at all four theme parks, this year more than ever is such a terrific time to visit. You can enjoy sun, fun, and savings when you stay in the middle of the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. New things are coming to Walt Disney World this year and you need to get there now. New in 2019, get ready to explore the all-new Star Wars, A Galaxy's Edge at Walt Disney World. This is your chance to live out your Star Wars story and discover who you truly are in a galaxy far, far away. Make sure to get a hold of us at Away With Me Travel at show at awaywithmetravel.com for all of your travel needs, and we can get you in the middle of all of the magic that Walt Disney World has to offer. And remember, keep on traveling. Keep on traveling, guys. Well, Joe, I'll tell you what, man, we have an amazing Disney family out there. I know you interact with everyone, and uh, one of our favorite things to do every single week is our Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. It's time for us to get our Picks of the Week. Well, Joe, I tell you what, man, you are my guest today. I want to thank you so much for being here. Why don't you go first, man? Give me your Pick of the Week. Well, so looking through the picks of the week, right? Who doesn't want – so it's funny that I'm picking this picture because my wife actually just asked me. She's like, you had asked earlier about do I have any trips coming up, and my birthday's in August. My wife's like, what do you want to do for your birthday? I was like, where do you think I want to go? I'm going to go to Disney for the night, right? Let's go celebrate my birthday in the happiest place on earth. So, uh, you know, Carly Olsen 
who posted on our page, uh, did the same thing. She posts here, enjoying my most magical birthday, my my favorite place, with my favorite person. So who doesn't love spending their birthday in the Magic Kingdom? And she's uh, rocking her uh, Disney birthday ears right in front of uh, Cinderella's castle. So that was my pick for the week because you know, who doesn't want to celebrate be. their birthday? Yeah, who doesn't want to go to the Magic Kingdom for their birthday? It's awesome. No so good job, Carly, with the post. Happy, happy birthday, Carly. An amazing part of our Disney family. Uh, this week, I'm going to go with another another amazing part of our Disney family, Ginny Bonilla. Uh, she says, hello, family. I did something I never thought I would do and actually did and hate it. I waited four hours for Flight of Passage yesterday because we dropped the ball in Fast Passes. But not only that, she rocked some uh, Pandora uh, face paint. And it uh, looks like you had an absolutely amazing day. Look, I don't really mind waiting on cue as long as I don't have a uh, six-year-old to go, Dad, how much longer, Dad, how much longer, Dad, how much longer? Uh, so I'm glad you guys had an amazing time. Your pictures look fantastic. Jenny, thank you so much for posting. Uh, absolutely amazing part of our Disney family. Yeah, that four-hour wait is going to look pretty good once, uh, uh, you know, Galaxy's Edge opens oh, up. Oh, my God. What do you, what's, 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 your, uh, what's your take? What do you think? What do you think is going to be the all-time high cue? I, I think they're going to probably going to cap it out somewhere. So You think so? What's the highest that they've ever posted? It's probably for Flight of Passage. Five so hours of Flight of Passage, I think. It's probably going to be like a five. It'll probably be, they're not going to go like a seven. They're not going to post a seven-hour wait. It'll probably be capped at whatever the highest for Flight of Passage was. Right. I, I, I've said this on Mickey Dudes. I've said this on Resort Loop. Um, the day it opens in Walt Disney World. I'll be more interested in Walt Disney World than Disneyland because they're, they're doing it differently. Disneyland's going to have reservations uh, to get into the land. But I'm going to be glued to Twitter glued to my YouTube uh, for live streaming. And I, it's going to be like get the popcorn ready just to see wh- the crowds, how Disney handles it, what it looks like. Right. It's going to be showing itself. I can't wait. It's going to be amazing, man. Uh, I'm a Star Wars fan. I just can't wait. Though. That's me too. I'm the same way, but I still <laughs> want to experience it. Uh, Disney family, you know what? Jason always does trivia every week, and I don't want to leave you without a trivia question, so I'm going to leave you with this. Here's your trivia for the week. Who on the Disney Dad Podcast is your favorite host that never leaves your side? You can text your answers to 317-WDW-DADS, 317-939-3237. Am I eligible to participate? (laughs) (laughs) You can get a call from me afterwards. They'll appreciate that. You can also find our social media uh, at www.disneydadspodcast.com. Like I said, there you can find our social media. Also, all of our shows, not only the Disney Dads, but Walking with Walt, Away With Me Travel, Disney 8. So many of those great shows that are there for you. Also, our SoundCloud channels are there. If you just want to pass some time in your office or during your day and hear some Disney music right there on our SoundCloud channels. Also, you can find our web... Our, uh, also, you can find our emails. It is DisneyDadsPodcast at gmail.com. Guys, send in your questions. We started a new uh, new show we're going to do every now and then where we're answering your questions. So email us your questions. So many amazing ways for you to interact with the show we can't wait to hear from you. And again, make sure to text your answers because I think you know what the right answer is to 317-WDW-DADS. Joe, buddy, I can't begin to thank you enough. You have always been an amazing friend to the show, an amazing friend to us. Uh, we 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 appreciate you and everything you do with the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Uh, give me a few closing words. But before you do that, make sure to tell everyone where they can find you, the shows you're on, 
all those fantastic things. Sure. First of all, thanks for having me on again. I always love coming on the show. You guys are awesome. You have a great Disney dad's family. Um, I mean, I just, I love it. I mean, you asked me to come out. I was like, heck yeah, like without a doubt, clear my schedule. So, uh, yeah, you can find me over at the Mickey dudes podcast. I've got a great group of guys over there. Uh, you can find me over at the resort loop.com. Uh, I do the DVC roundtable show there. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Joe Quat. It's a J O E Q U A T T on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, yeah. And just, uh, I'm always around the parks too. So if you're in the parks or you see me posting, uh, give me a tweet meet up whatever but uh yeah thanks for having me man and uh i'm just gonna put this out there right now i'm gonna put you in a spot uh yeah if you do one of those question shows yeah i want to be on for that one so i love answering questions yes so. let's do it let's do it i'd, lo I'd love i'd love to fit a fourth yeah. person at the table right of course we can always like there's always room Squeeze for you in. it's like sunday dinner so yeah 100 percent, man uh dude like i said thank you so much i like when I when I realized I was gonna be all alone, it was like my childhood again. It, you know, my mom. I'm gonna tell this story real fast. My mom, when I was uh, about ten years old, she bought me a birthday present, and uh, this birthday present never made me feel more alone because as an only child, the one thing you don't buy someone is a ping pong table. Uh, you it really is. This says you're all alone in life with your ping pong table just to just to hit the ball against the ping pong table over and over again. And I'm no Forrest Gump. So uh, when I knew I was going to be alone this week, I came to you, Joe, and you literally right away back. I'll be there. So I really appreciate you, brother. Thanks, brother, man. Appreciate it. Um, to Mike and Jason, guys, I'm so happy you guys had this week to not only, you know, have time for yourselves, but Mike, you know, you're with the family experience in Hawaii. You've been all over those islands and your pictures have been amazing to Jason. What an amazing time. The, the times I've talked to you that you've been able to just decompress, relax. You work so hard for your family and to enjoy Walt Disney world. Uh, with that said, get home now. Okay. It's time for you to be home. I'm calling you in because I need to hear for next week and Disney family. I hope you have an amazing week this week and your life is filled with a little bit of Disney magic until next time, Joe. Thank you, buddy. Thanks, brother. See you real soon. From Mike, Justin, and myself, we want to say thank you. And remember, always keep it Disney. And they all live happily ever after. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin. Let the This has been YDF Media Productions.